Hi, I'm Paul Patrick, and one time for a whole year, for the entire year, I house-made my own peanut butter. Hi, I'm Van Kelly. When I masturbate dry, it's right-handed. If there's lube involved, I go left. What is happening and welcome to our show, Every Day I'm Different. Now on this show, me, Van Kelly, and my co-host Paul Patrick will choose two random topics and we'll discuss them in relation to our own experiences and stories. Now we hope you guys agree sometimes, disagree sometimes, but always tell us how you feel via social media. Paul, what is happening? I'm just trying to picture for myself if I've ever, like, if there's a specific detail. I thought you were going to close your eyes and say you were picturing me. No, no thanks. I'm good. Okay. But, yeah, I don't think I ever dominantly use left or right for that reason. So, wait, Uh, you're a switch hitter? I can be. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. My way makes logical sense. Yeah. What's the just going back and forth on a willy-nilly? Well, we were talking about this a minute ago. I left-handed if I'm online, if I'm using the mouse, because of my right hand, I'm using the mouse, you know? So I go left-handed if I've got the mouse. And then uh, if I'm, you know, laying on a couch, enjoying a nice, uh, let's just say this is 1993, a nice VHS. Okay. Then uh, I might go right-handed. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Interesting. Sure. If I'm with a partner... I'm probably more right-handed. So. You, you, wouldn't the partner be masturbating you if you were with somebody? You go back and forth, you know. Yeah, see, I've never been a big, big, a big. I'm not band. talking about like an extended period of time, like a couple of cranks. And, you oh, know, okay. Just a uh, just a hi, how you doing? You're still down there, sort of. Exactly. Thing? Yeah. <laughs> I think that it's if I'm not using a mouse, then I am right-handed because I'm right-handed. Okay. So, but I'm only left-handed if my, gotcha. you know, my right hand has more important tasks. But like if I'm using a mouse, video. I'm using the mouse to get to the clip or the video I want, and then both extremities are free, baby. It's not like I'm continuing to click. See, I guess I'm pickier, and I've actually heard this is not that uncommon. There's a meme mm-hmm. uh, that my friend sent around about, like, nope, not that one, not that one, not that one. And, uh, I mean, I'm constantly fast-forwarding. I mean, uh, me too, but when you find the part of the clip you want, you know it. Yeah, guys, I'm just, I'm already in the moment, so. Okay. Interesting. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Interesting. Indeed. Wow, yeah. Without getting too explicit or R-rated, has there ever been a uh, misfire onto the computer? Um, I mean, yeah, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be shrapnel. Uh, See, I feel like, I feel like. But not, not usually, no. I I hope not. I hope that's not a daily occurrence. But I just feel like in, there's a disconnect, like there's a more of a chance for some jetsum, jet, jetsum than if you're moving your hands around to like reposition. Um, I'm not moving my hands around that much. But you said you're, one's on the mouse right. moving. And the other's on me. Yeah. So there's not any repositioning. Even yeah, if I but stop both sides of second. your body are moving, like a back and forth. Like, <laughs> no? Is that... No, I mean, my, my, the mouse on my computer isn't crank operated. Like, okay. I, there's not a lot of movement going on there. Gotcha. Uh, well, besides that, how have you been, Paul? It has been a, a, a little over a week, I think, since we have recorded. Yes, yes. I got to tell you, I missed it. I, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I had a lot to say last week. I was out of town. I was at a conference, which I'll talk about in a minute. Sure, But sure. Uh, I had a lot to say and had nobody to say it to. Yeah. Right. Without I mean, the audience out there to not listen to our every word. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, besides that, I, I'm dealing with some back issues right now, Paul. Do you ever uh, have any lower back issues? Um, knock on wood, no. I got a lot of friends who have, and uh, I mean, a lot of friends. I think yeah. I'm, I don't know what back pain feels like. And I th- I've got some theories on why I don't have back problems, but uh-huh. yeah, but knock on wood, I've never had any back problems. The biggest so. thing for me is this is really the only pain in my life that is like this, but I do pretty well with constant pain. It's like my lower back will hurt maybe once every month for like two days. Okay. And I'm just like, this throws off everything. This throws off how I'm laying, how I'm walking, everything. And it's little short bursts versus a constant pain. Do you do better with a constant or a stabbing? Uh, no, I'd rather not have a constant pain. But <laughs> really? that's, again, like, uh, I don't know what like, you know, chronic back pain is like. So I don't know what that feels like. Yeah, I don't know. Just something about like, and this goes back to our like, episode about time and how I can just focus in the moment and not worry about shit. But when I have a constant pain, I'm like, all right, that's there. It's going to stay. Nothing I can do about it. When it's a shooting pain, I'm constantly trying to like step different and do things different. Okay. That makes sense. And then when it comes, it's like, out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. It fucking kills me. Okay. That makes sense. So I'm grumpy about that. But besides that, got a birthday coming up. Hey. Feeling good. Going to buy myself everything I want and not judge myself about it. Probably spend more money than I should. Oh, what do you want? What do you want for your birthday? Uh, I would like a new blazer, honestly. Okay. I think I'm going to get a new blazer. All right. And then like three steak dinners in a row. Oh man, do you have a place you get your steak dinner? You bring you you buy your steak and make it yourself. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna bake myself anything. I'm not a peasant. <laughs> On my birthday, people bake for me. So, so you have places you go. Yeah, I'm gonna get. Yeah, I'm gonna get my favorite steak place uh, okay. one night, and then a decent steak another night. We'll All see. Right. Just All don't right. know, Paul. When you turn in 34, shit gets crazy. Yeah, no. I'm wait sure till 40. Do you remember your 34th birthday? No. <laughs> Nothing. Wait, what memorable? year was my thirty fourth birthday? Um, oh two. I mean twelve. I mean twelve. I mean twelve. I mean twelve. I was doing either eleven or twelve if I'm doing my math. Yeah, it must have been two thousand twelve. Did I do anything? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, whatever. All right, Paul. Um, you want to go your category first or mine? Sure, we'll take it here. So oh, before we begin, I have a. Uh, have you read this? Have you heard Paul? this? Okay. Have you read this, Paul? There is an Indian man. From, okay. from the country of India. <laughs> I was making sure. Yes. From the country of India. Yes. Who is suing his parents in what is being called, he is being labeled or labeling himself as an anti-natalism. Okay. He is not happy that his parents gave him birth without his consent. Wait, you sued your Indian parents? I'm confused no. here. Because See? this sounds like you. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. Okay. And just, there are people like me and like us listeners out there, if you agree, yeah. some people aren't happy about it. Now, where I have trouble with this story, okay. the only people I truly love in this world are my parents. I would never sue my parents. I don't get why the, this is like what? a low down, dirty move by what, this guy. But what is his? Uh, what is he suing them for? For, for birthing him. With no, I, I'm sorry. What is he hoping to get out of this? Is he trying to have them jailed? Is he getting money from Ooh, them? I haven't heard that. Like, I would imagine money. Yeah. Would be my guess. And Mo- what's his fucking like point? <laughs> has this has this I, case I, been heard yet? I haven't heard of this. No, this I just read about this late last week, okay. so I'm not sure. Uh, I got to imagine the Indian court systems have a lot more pressing issues to deal with than this guy. 
I mean, I, the U.S. I, court system has that's right. Yeah, a lot to deal with that they, you know. Yeah. But I'm just curious, how would you view me if I sued my parents? Well, it's just fucking weird. Because again, what what are you trying to get out of it? You're just trying to punish them. I mean, because would would, would we not agree that? Uh, well, I mean, what's the point of suing somebody? One of the reasons would be punitive. One of them would be right. to, to to punish the person. So, yeah. is that would you be suing them to punish them for what they did? Well, for me, to seek restitution. Right. For me, I see, and it's a very complicated world for us anti-natalists, Paul. Okay, yes. (laughs) Um, I would imagine it's a case-by-case basis. It's like most of my stress and and unhappiness with life comes from my ability to have to jump through hoops when people tell me to. Like my bosses, like the government, like the IRS, shit like that. Okay. So if I had enough money that I could be gainfully employed by myself or start my own business so I had no jobs and nobody telling me what to do and money wasn't a problem, I would be much more uh, happy about life. Okay. So for me, if I was to low be a low-down, dirty skink and sue my parents, it would be for money. Okay. This guy, I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't like life in general, but then my solution would be go kill yourself, bro. Yeah. Like... Yeah, that's a solution. Yeah, that's the solution that he's sort of... That's why I'm confused why, you know, jokingly, I've never taken steps towards <laughs> towards making this reality because what is the... the, the yeah, what you said. Right, what's what the you, point? What's the point? What are you trying to get out of it? And I don't know. I just thought it was very interesting that, uh, what, two, three weeks after we talked about it, right. somebody else put a name to this movement. So at least I can identify myself now. You know? I've got others. Are you trying to read about it? I online? am. Yeah, Is sorry that, about that. Yeah, oh, no, like, it's uh, fine. Stretch it's for fine. a second here. <laughs> 27. Man, motherfucker. And uh, I would say that's probably around the age where I started having these thoughts, this disillusionment. He wants people to realize that they've been born without their own consent. Yes. Uh, oh, if we are, here's what they're trying to get. Yeah. We are, if we're born without our consent, we should be maintained for our life. We should be paid by our parents to live. Yeah. So he's suing to... This guy understands now, wait a minute. the plight. No, I, I, yeah, <laughs> but you, you're always about like, no, people have to scrape and scrabble the way that I, that's scrabble? Uh, hard scrabble, scrabble life. Scrabble? I was going, yeah, right. <laughs> um, you know, no, they can't just be paid for living or so. Wait, when do I say that? You all the time. You talk do about I? your old school and uh, people shouldn't just get something. And if you had to work for something, so like, why should this motherfucker get to be paid by his parents to live when he's twenty seven? Go get a job, asshole. That's how this works. Okay. I After you're, what you're 18, saying. your parents don't – they're not responsible for you anymore. You're an adult. Go. Okay. I, I see where the disconnect here was. Uh-huh. I don't like when it happens to other people. <laughs> if anybody in the world wants to give me money for any reason, uh-huh. sanctimonious, not legitimate, not uh-huh. legal, not – don't care. If you want to just give me money, shit, I'll take money from any motherfucker just giving it away. Of course. Yes. So – Yeah. But yeah, fuck that guy. But I get where he's coming from is, <laughs> All right. is what I'm saying. We'll say that. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Paul, why don't you tell us about our first topic of the day? Well, I was at a conference last week, and because I was at this conference, I dealt with an issue I've dealt with my whole life to a different severity or another – do you have social anxiety? 
Um, how are we defining social anxiety? Well, I mean, it's a good question, but I guess, do you feel anxious in certain social situations? Anxious? And, I mean, nervous and not know what to do and not know how to act and awkward and even to the point of not being able to act because you feel so awkward. Um, Okay. Um, According to ADAA.org. Okay. The defining feature of social anxiety disorder, also called social phobia, Uh is intense anxiety or fear of being judged, negatively evaluated, or rejected in a social or or performance situation. Yeah. That is just a whole mess of marbles to to shoot around the the ring right now. And I'll give you some background about myself. I definitely had social anxiety when I was younger. When I was a kid, um, especially as a teenager, I think I've talked before about how I didn't have a lot of friends in high school. Mm -hmm. I might even say I had no friends. Right. And a lot of it was I was sick, I was out of school, and so I just wanted to kind of be alone. Yeah. But those were often uh, an excuse because of my social anxiety. Like if I were out someplace and I saw somebody I knew, I might completely clam up and be incapable of talking. Like I couldn't even say hello to them for fear of – and it was irrational fear of what I would say and how I would be judged and that they would think that I was X, Y, Z and – so I just I just chose not to. I preferred okay. not to. I was Bartleby the Scribner. I would rather my not. <laughs> entire high school career. Okay. Uh, and now I have grown a lot since then, obviously. Yeah. Um, but in fact, most people I think might be surprised to learn that I'm uh, very much an introvert. There's definitely some some people who know me really well. They're like, oh yeah, of course you are. But others would say, you know, how does an introvert do some of the things you do, you know, on a daily basis? If I had had a gun to my head, I would have classified you as an extrovert. Okay. Yeah. See? No. No, definitely. But I mean, are you just hanging on, Paul, to that old label? Like, people change. Maybe what, you, introvert? Yeah. Maybe you were an introvert. Um, I think my entire life, I've really secretly been an introvert-extrovert. Like, I, it just, it's situational. I mean, I don't think everybody's one thing or the other necessarily. But gun to my head, would I do one of the? No, uh, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. I think that one of the definitions I've heard of like introvert versus extrovert is introverts uh, get energy from being alone, and extroverts get energy from being with people and being with others and feeding on the energy of groups. And I absolutely am not a group person. I absolutely need my alone time, it is super rare that I can find people that I can be around for extended periods without needing to go and be by myself. When my friends and I go to the beach every year for a week, yeah. by like Wednesday or Thursday at least, I just have to go take a drive or go right. out someplace by myself. And yeah, yeah. So there's a, um, lot, there's a lot to unpack here. There is, there is. But my thing about social anxiety now is that I, I still kind of have like a low-grade version of it, and it's situational, mm-hmm. uh, definitely situations where I don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. I still get these old fears of like dumb fears like, you know, where am I going to sit? Who am I going to talk to? What am I going to say? That kind of shit. And uh, so I was at a conference last week, uh-huh. and, you know, those conferences are kind of built to make you, you know, they get icebreakers, they make you introduce yourself and all yeah. that kind of shit. 
Um, but uh, even still, there was just occasional like little momentary moments of panic. Okay. Uh, and that was my old social anxiety. And uh, the one that was funniest to me was the class kind of broke early. Uh-huh. And, uh, and at that point, it was like, all right, class is over and we're all leaving now. Um, these are uh, short-term friends that yeah. I've, I've known these people for three days. Hadn't met them before. You know, we talk. We all are in the same field. We had a lot in common. Did you put in but... your ball gag before leaving? <laughs> they don't no, like that, Paul. I, I just simply, everybody's kind of standing up and packing up, and I'm needing to walk out, and I'm just like, fuck, what do I do here? Do I make some big announcement like, goodbye, everyone, or yeah. do I just walk out, or how does this work? And I kind of... Uh, Settled on sort of a happy medium of like, take care, y'all, and just walked out. Like I, yeah. you know, dip, uh, dipped out real quick. Okay. But uh, it was just, it, it made me laugh because I'm like, I'm a fucking adult. Right. I am very capable of dealing with other people. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, I'm sometimes an extrovert. Yeah. And yet I still have these old little moments of panic, social anxiety based. As a psychedelic drug user, uh-huh. what it sounds like to me is a little bit is you need a, a, a trip buddy along with you. Okay. Somebody to go, because if I was there, I would have been next to you, Paul, and I would have whispered, you nailed that goodbye, buddy. Perfectly <laughs> normal. We're killing it. Let's get out of here. Because, I mean, the fact of the matter is that was perfectly normal. And, and yeah. I don't know. For me, it's not stuff like that. So let me first let me first go back a little bit to one thing you said. Okay. I do not believe that people are introverts and extroverts at different times. It goes back and forth. That is nonsense. You don't think anybody has that capability? No. You're either one or the other? No, no, no. If you are an extrovert, if you are an introvert and then you say, oh, in this certain situation, I'm an extrovert, that means you just like those people. <laughs> that means they are your friends. You just feel comfortable around them. And everyone in the world will have groups of people that they just don't feel comfortable around. See, but I think we're talking about in generalities. It's like a depressed person. You're telling me a depressed person never, ever feels happy? Yes, they will for moments at a time. Yeah. But that doesn't make them, oh, sometimes I'm happy and sometimes. No, you are a depressed person who finds moments of happiness. Oh, no. I think some people would say sometimes I go through periods of de- You've talked on here about you have periods of depression. This fucking podcast is called Every Day I'm Different, Motherfucker. Right. Yes. <laughs> but you are different within the realms of who you are. Like, what? I am a negative, pessimistic person, yeah. but that does not mean some days I will be happy, but I would never tell somebody, I'm a happy, chipper person sometimes, and other times I'm blah, blah, like, I am a negative, glasses half empty type of guy. But sometimes I see situations as glass half full, and sometimes I'm optimistic. That doesn't make me an optimistic person. No, but it makes you sometimes optimistic. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Wait, do, you, are, do you feel you're an extrovert or an introvert? I feel like I'm a little bit of both. I, I, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I don't feel like I fit into either category. So both. <laughs> no. So neither. I, I feel, if we're going by that stupid definition that I don't really like that you said uh-huh. of energy, I get energy by the situation, not by the people. Okay. So if it's a if it's an activity I enjoy doing, I don't care who I'm with. If it's an activity I hate, I'm probably not going to like it even with my best friends. Right. So it has nothing to do with the interaction of the people. It's more to do with the events that I'm doing. 
Well, I guess that's what it is for me too. But like, how can me an introvert? I don't like uh, going out and as a on a personal basis meeting people. Like, I don't like going out to bars and meeting strangers. Right. Yet I'll stand up in front of a crowd at a bar and run a trivia night. Right. And can be very outgoing doing that. Yeah. You know, and I think that's it's situational in those terms. I can be extroverted. Um, but it can sometimes drain me more yeah, than see, it I might think, others. I like the way you put it. You're an introvert who can be extroverted. Okay. That does not make you an extrovert. No, no, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm an extrovert. I think there are, like, terminologies. Right. In fact, I feel like ambivert has been thrown around. Yes, so you yeah, can go both ways. Yeah, don't like so. that. Don't believe in it. Okay. Um, All right, I'm a two on the Kinsey scale of extroversion. Of extroversion. Yes, I'm mostly <laughs> introverted, but occasionally I have a drunk night you'll, with You'll suck an extrovert's dick every now yes. and then. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, well, here's where I was going to go with this. is okay. well, As I read this definition... First of all, everybody's judging everybody all the time. Oh, yes. Pretty much. Um, now, negatively evaluated, here's my problem, and as I've discussed on here before, I am 99.9% sure I'm right most of the time. Uh-huh. And in the norm of acting acceptable and viewing the world and our existence in the correct way. Yeah. So in order for me to be in a place and be judged, it would mean that I'm worried that like the group or the other people have something figured out that I don't. Okay. And that doesn't happen to me very often. I'm not saying that that isn't the so reality. So it's your overweening it. confidence. That yes, it's, is the, it's, uh, it's my overweening confidence in uh-huh. terms of being a part of a group and acting normal. And I'm also very good at. Do you remember? There's a. I realized I do this recently. Do you remember the Office episode where um, Andy Bernard, uh, played by a once your close relative, family yes, member, uh, your godfather, says. <laughs> says uh, I'm going to get uh, to the head of this company by like two things, blah, blah, blah. I forget the first one. And then mimicking people's social patterns or speech patterns. <laughs> yeah. I'm very good at reading a group and knowing how not to seem weird in that group. Yeah. And honestly, I'm actually really good at that too. Or I'm really good at talking to strangers. I don't want to. Okay. Like for instance, at this conference last week, um, yeah. there was this big welcome breakfast. I don't know a soul there. Right. So I would much rather roll up, get my shit and go sit somewhere by myself and check my phone. Right. But I'm sitting someplace and yeah, oh fuck, this guy comes and sits down with me. But then we ended up having a fantastic conversation. Right. Turns out he and I were going to the same concert that night, which was not at all shocking because we were wearing the same flannel shirt okay. but uh, <laughs> you know yeah I'm, I'm so, super capable of being outgoing and extroverted and sometimes I find myself actually really enjoying it yeah. even though I rather would have just sat there with my breakfast taco in peace right okay well that I think we we stumble upon the core difference of how we both approach a, a breakfast or a luncheon uh-huh. you go in and look for the guy wearing the same flannel as well, you I don't look right? I just sat there I think he must have looked oh so. gotcha I was gonna say I just go in and sit next to the hottest girl there oh, yeah I should have tried that <laughs> yeah yeah next time at the professional conference right because let me let me tell you something yeah none of the guys are looking at you and judging you because you're next to the hottest girl all they're looking at is the hottest girl all uh-huh. eyes are off of you. All eyes, really? Not all. Well, not all right. eyes, but yeah, yeah. It's anyway. a spectrum. Okay. Right, right. Uh, I don't know, Paul. I 
I don't care too much about what people think. I think there yeah. has to be a level of of worry about how others are perceiving. Well, and that's the real thing. And maybe maybe my topic is really more. Do you ever revert into things you used to be? Do you feel like you used to be one way that you're not anymore? That oh, you absolutely. Still have those pangs. 100%. Because like you are absolutely right, and that's why I am mostly over my social anxiety. I don't give a shit about who these people are, what they think of me. Yeah. And yet there is still my gut reaction that uh-huh. literally can cause a minor panic. Right. That I, I have a minor panic of like shit. What am I going to say? Or you know that I'm going to freeze up or something. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. So do you ever uh, do you ever Revert. experience revertigo? Do you yes. ever fall back into old? Is that patterns? a term you just made up? No, I okay, think some. I like uh, that. Yeah, I think uh, how much your mother must have made that made that oh, up. God damn it! I know. Uh, <laughs> yes, and you know it quite well. You experience it quite well. Uh-huh. Is anytime competition is involved, mm. namely poker, as soon as things get competitive and yeah. I start losing, you shut I down. turn into. The jock that I used to be where if I'm not winning, I'm not happy. Yeah. I get grumpy because I'm the best and I deserve to win because (laughs) nobody should be better at any skill or sport or competition. They shouldn't be better than me. And see, I used to think you were like joking around. Uh, because listeners here, uh, Mr. <laughs> Kelly here hosts these poker nights yes. and there's been more than one night where he's kicked people out, you know, <laughs> my, or rather uh, joked like, are right, you fuckers get out of here? My, uh, nickname is sweet pea. Cause I cry like the baby from <laughs> Popeye and I accept that. I realize, like, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, God, why did I get so upset over a fucking game? Yeah. Well, granted, poker's a little bit different because there's money involved, which makes me even more competitive. It's not much money involved. Not much money involved. So. But, yeah, anytime there's competitiveness, I will shit talk people. I will say probably things meaner than I should. Okay. I don't like that person. I'm very happy. I, I feel like if I had never torn my ACL, I would be like a strength and conditioning coach at University of Iowa, you know, soccer team or some really like okay. I would have based my life around sports and competitiveness. Uh-huh. But looking back on that, it's like, you You're know, glad I, you didn't so glad I did it. Okay. Dude. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, the, the part I enjoy most about myself is how intelligent I am. And let me tell you, not there, there's not a big overlap of people who, who base their life around sports and being very multifaceted and in, in different intellectual capacities. Yeah. I don't mean to stereotype, but that's just my experience throughout the world. So yes, I am very happy that I got away from that, but I do revert back into it all the time. And that's kind of what you're saying. Yes. It, What's a state you revert back into that, you know, you've learned better. It's not really you. It's not who you are. Yeah. And yet still you fall prey every once in a while. Right. I, I, I don't know. I, there are times when I don't feel comfortable in scenarios, but it's never to a point where I would say it's an anxiety disorder. Right. Or so, yeah, you, you don't have social and anxiety. And I really, and that's more good. so than a lot, a lot of other things, like I really feel bad. I have a soft part in my heart for people like that because I just don't get it. Like I hang out with, I mentioned on here before, and I can't remember if it was if a guest appeared. No, I think it was just a friend and I talking. We both really love enjoy enjoy surrounding ourselves with misfits. Yeah, it's like people who you know are a little weird, a little off, and it always it always frustrates me to hear they are 
introverts or they don't like going out or they don't like being in big groups of people. I'm like, why you fucking rock? Like <laughs> yeah. people like you are what makes the world go round. If everybody was dressed in fucking polo shirts and, and khakis and went around talking about the weather, I'd fucking kill myself. So and I agree. That's the, uh, that's the message that some people need to hear yeah. because yeah, I mean, I, I don't, and the thing is though, I do think it was an irrational phobia when I was young. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was picked on for certain things or then being sick, it made it even worse. And you know, I was the nerd and I was short and you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, but now, now you're the nerd. That's right. That's a cool thing now. <laughs> but you know how you know how right, cool yeah. kids can be. We can. Thanks, mom. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, social anxiety. Um, it's it's one of those things that I wonder if it's not overdiagnosed. You know, some can't some people just like like being alone. You well, know? yes, but I mean, I'll once again reiterate it was I couldn't speak to like if I, my family was sitting at okay. a restaurant and some friends of mine sat or people I knew from school yeah. sat next to us I would stop talking okay and like they might even say hello and I may be like hi and then uh-huh. that was it I couldn't yeah. like I and I couldn't explain and my parents didn't understand it it's kind of a wonder they didn't send me to a therapist or something right um, and it was one of those things where I and I just had ma- I had massive anxiety about going to college, but then when I finally did, you know, I came into my own. I yeah. figured out, oh, okay, this is how I do this, yeah. and yeah. Well, t- to be fair, and also to be stereotypical, yeah, <laughs> I feel like a lot of extroverts maybe get mislabeled as ext- extroverts. Also, you could just be like a drunken lout. <laughs> or yeah. like a loud mouth or, yeah. you know, a, a blowhard. And that doesn't necessarily make you an extrovert. That just makes you a loud mouth jackass. Right. You know, I, I I don't know. I enjoy extroverts and introverts. I, I find them both. It's just anybody who, like we've said before, clings to that profile and that's what they talk about. And they try to make every scenario fit that. It's like. Like we said, some days you're going to want to talk to people and some days you're not. Sure. Well, not I agree sure with I that. So some days I still have little bits of social anxiety. Some days I fall back into a, an older pattern I've broken. Interesting. Will you do me a favor next time, Paul? Sure. If we're ever out and you have social anxiety, will you like pull an earlobe or something? Okay. Because I want to watch. Like I'm always curious. Like You hear about social anxiety and I'm like, how come I've never been talking to someone and they just – Stop talking and curl up in a ball on the floor. See, I think that I can't do that because any situation where I'm out with people I know, like literally if another friend of mine or a colleague had come to this conference, if I knew one other person, then I don't think I would have felt any of this at all because I would have okay. had a safety net, Okay, you know, and I actually might have been even more outgoing having the safety net there. Right. And yeah, I would have talked so, to more yeah, people. You need a trip and, partner, pal. Yeah, that's, you're exactly you right. Somebody I just need there. somebody there who tell me it's going to be okay. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Interesting. Interesting. I felt like there was one more thing I had to say on this topic, well, but it is... we can always revert back to it later. Yeah, eluding uh, uh, me now. Okay. Um, Paul, I want to talk about a stupid, stupid phenomenon that seems to mostly happen in the workplace. Okay. I would like to talk about pranks. Yes. Pranks to me are... Like, I don't even know how to do it. It's like the depressed 
man's gallows humor. <laughs> it is like we are at work. No one wants to be here. Yeah. We're miserable. Let's take a pinch of the of the terrible people we are outside of our jobs or just the normal people we are outside of our jobs and try to blend it in with this mess that is encompassed by rules and decorum and things you're supposed to like to me at its at its core a prank should not be uh, uh, constrained by anything so how are you going to do a prank at work have you been watching a lot of The Office lately? Is this where this came from? Uh, no, I haven't really watched uh, Okay, because that's Office. the first thing I think of when you t- talk about work Oh, the, yeah. Now, honestly, the first thing I think of when you say prank is senior prank. I think about high school famous senior pranks. Okay, well, kids are supposed to prank. To me, it's a kid thing. I'm fine yeah. with that. Kids yeah. prank. That's what kids do. Okay. Granted, I still wasn't big into it when I was a kid. Did, did you all have a senior prank? We did not because I want to say they were outlawed after either the class before us or the two classes. Now, wait a minute. Are they ever legal? Yes, they're so yeah, they're supported definitely. No, I don't think so. Yes, uh, I don't. Th- I mean, I think it maybe depends on the prank. I think that it, depending on the prank, some people will look the other way. But I don't think. I mean, that, my point about senior yeah. pranks is going to be. I don't think I've ever heard a really good one. Like I've I've had people ask me, "What would be a good senior prank?" Would it be? I, I don't know. Yeah. Like mine, uh, my high school class was actually not bad. Okay. Um, they somebody in the middle of the night went out uh, to a field in front of the school. And in like bleach painted nine uh, six our, our graduation year okay. on the grass, so the grass died uh-huh. in the pattern ninety six, and then even the next year when it regrew, it was a different color. Uh-huh. So this nine six was out there, and I don't know. I thought that that was okay. I thought that was somewhat harmless. Yeah, yes. you fucking killed the grass. Global but, warming, right? Right. We're all thinking, but it wasn't. You know, uh, I heard a story of a, a prank a couple years ago at uh, a buddy's school where he teaches. That uh, people were just egging cars in the student parking lot. That's See, that's stupid. not a prank. That's, I know that's, exactly, but that was their stu- you know. That's assault, brother. Right. That's what exactly. that is. Yeah, exactly. So, so tell th- me how you feel. What What are you feeling about pranks? Give me some examples of office pranks. Okay. Not um, the office pranks. But right. We can bring those up too. Right. Uh, well, funny. just just real quick, I want to know what your opinion was on the the okay. prank that got them outlawed from, from my school. All right, let's hear it. Was they went and changed all the locks. <laughs> so that none of the teachers keys I mean, to get in the That's funny. Yeah, yeah. However, like yeah. I can also see how that could be dangerous. And it's destruction and, of property. Right, probably. destruction yeah, of property. Yeah, yeah. So I get that. Right. I get that. Uh, that's yeah. not bad. That's a good one in terms of makes me laugh, but also you're right. like all right, whatever, fuckers. You've just ruined everybody's day. So, some ones that I have heard of. Did they, did they just swap recently. them around the school? No, no, they, they like they, they cha- took so them no, out and see that might have been funny if like like Mikey unlocked your door and your key unlocked that door and right, like you had yeah, to figure it out throughout right. the day. But anyway, um, so how would you feel if you? Walked into your classroom to lecture, uh-huh. and there were an infinity amount of however many Dixie cups full of water on your floor. I'd be annoyed, man. Like, so annoyed. Yeah, yeah. That's Fucking but that's hate the that that's shit. a prank, and that's a prank that falls under the guise of like okay to do in a university or at a high school or in a public setting Is it okay because to do? nobody's getting hurt and blah blah blah. Yeah, you're fucking ruining my day. That's my whole point about pranks is they're yeah. just 
they're, they're just, nobody wants to be at work. You've got shit to do. And now on top of that, you've got to clean up this prank. Or like, what's, what are some classic ones? You come in and all your shit's been wrapped up in like wrapping paper yes. or saran wrap. What the fuck, so man? Annoying. That's so annoying. That you were just bothering my day. And uh, speaking of the office, yeah, some of the pranks that uh, Jim pulled on Dwight, they were funny. Just how clever and intricate they got. But also, if that was real, it would just be like, what the f- You are wasting your time and you're being a dick and why like, are you such an asshole? Wait, hold on. What pranks are kind of funny and cool in in the office? Uh, there's a, fu- a few that I find funny. Like the Go one, on. Um, there was one apparently he kept putting like a, a nickel in uh, Dwight's phone receiver mm-hmm. so that it got heavier and heavier every day till he got used to the new weight. And then one day he took all the weight out, so he like hit himself in the head with the phone. Okay, I don't so, hate that one. Yeah, yeah, that's unrealistic. Okay. But there was the one where uh, like they hired an Asian dude, and it's that Asian actor who's in everything now. He was in Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, I'm sorry, I forget your name. But uh, he hired him to come in and be Jim, and like everybody pretended it was Jim. They had pic- family pictures of him, trying uh-huh. to just make him think he was crazy. Yeah, see, yeah. I don't. That's not a joke. Like, that's not a weird. I know you're not Jim. End of conversation. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a dumb one. Can you explain to me why people like the stapler and the Jello? That For the life one, of me, it goes over my head. Oh, I don't think it goes over your head. I think it's just dumb. That was one of those that that was on the original Office, and oh, was it? I think it's kind of you know it's kind of funny as the one perpetrating it because you you know that person needs their stapler now they got to go into Jello to get it out. But, like it's but kind of a funny a, gag. You work in a paper place. The person right next to you has a stapler <laughs> you can use. It's a vi- it's a fun visual See, gag. That they why, shouldn't have translated it to the American. That's version. why I feel like it, it caught on so well. Is it's almost like it's the symbol of the office. Yeah. You know, right, exactly. like if you had to choose one thing to represent the, the TV show, the office, I would probably pick that to be honest. Yeah. Um, other pranks that pop out, um, to me stuff like, uh, what was one I heard? Just making fake awards and like hanging them all over people's rooms. What? Yeah. That's a prank. Yeah. What's the point behind that? I guess the, the, the awards they won were like making fun of them or whatever. Okay, that's you know? dumb. Yeah, yeah, dumb. Yeah, they're all dumb, Paul. My, my at the core of this is what type of person sets down and decides I want to prank somebody I work. A dick. With? Like, is it that's, a dick? I think that's just a dick. I know people who have done pranks, and they're not all di- dicks about it. Like some people are almost giddy about it. Well, because they just think it's so funny, but I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm actually looking at a list of, you know, 10, top 10 pranks to pull on your friends. Oh, yeah, read some. Um, help unsuspecting victims announce their arrival with flair. Somebody's duct taped an air horn to uh-huh. the back of a door, so when uh-huh. you open the door, the air horn goes off. Eh. You know, eh. whatever. Yeah. Uh, a Mentos ice bomb. You uh, freeze a Mentos into, a, you know, a little ice, ice cube, cube and you put it in somebody's soda. Yeah. And gonna, as soon as it melts, it's going to explode. I don't think that would work, but uh, oh, render your coworker's mouth mouse useless by like taping the. Uh, yeah, little... See, could you imagine showing up to work with something important to do, and that happened? That is yeah. reason enough <laughs> to go on a killing spree. This is like feels like this is an April uh, Fool's Day one every year. You tell your coworkers you brought them a bunch of brownies, and it's just a pan, uh, a pan with like the letter E and brown construction paper. 
Here's some brownies. Uh, like, who the uh, fuck cares, man? Uh, oh. Just the uh, the time. Are oh, you bringing like a box of donuts, but it's really like vegetables? The ah, uh, uh, these these are just mean people. <laughs> if you are listening, stop pranking because I, I like here's the conundrum I'm in. There are people that I know and I hang out with that enjoy pranks. I hang out with them outside of a work environment where there are no constraints. You can say and do whatever you want. I know what these people's sense of humor is. Yeah. I don't see how these pranks transfer over. (laughs) It's like they're lowering their own standards of comedy just to do something and pass the time within the workday. <laughs> Motherfucker, just talk and do your job. Yeah. Why do we have to do this stuff? It just... So have you ever got- I think it's, un, it's <laughs> unimagination, maybe. Um, I think that pranks in the workplace, because I guess we're not talking pranks in general, but just pranks in the workplace. Stupid, and once again, are they ever legal? Like, why, you know, I feel like the minute that somebody, you know, wrapped my shit up in saran wrap... Yeah. Then I'm fucking going to HR and, you know, get me out of this situation where I'm quitting because that's bullshit. And, I'm not here to be harassed. And listeners, right? And <laughs> listeners, don't, you know, hit up the messages. And I am quite self-aware. I realize part of this has to do with my own self-insecurities uh, of not wanting to be made to look like a fool. Yeah. I get that. I get that. But I think that's where, like, some of the competitiveness comes in for me because you know what the first thought is and what you said reminded me. My first thought whenever I get pranked, Paul, is you nailed it right on the head. What's that? You said it, like, 20 seconds ago. Oh, God. I want to sue them. I want to bring it to my (laughs) boss. It's assault, brother. I want to bring it to my boss and say, this happened. These people did it. Cut that shit off. But I don't want them to get in trouble. I just... Don't want to be pranked yeah. ever. I feel like any manager, if, if if a prank were to go down, you know, unless everybody was on board, you knew the person being pranked wanted to be pranked, but then who, no, it's completely unacceptable in a professional workplace. Who wants to be pranked? I, you know, I, there are I, some people who. I remember a time at uh, at school where somebody was pulling pranks on other people, like filling their their classroom with balloons. Was this last year? No, this is several years ago. Okay. I think before you even worked there. Okay. Um, and and then that person who got the balloons would then try and pull something on the other person. Okay. Like th- and this is actually a pretty good one I heard not too long ago. Um, a uh, a new teacher at a high school a friend of mine works at started, and he was uh, he was pretty hot. And so one year as a prank. Um, everybody bought uh, Valentine carnations uh-huh. uh, and had them delivered to him. So he all of a sudden thinks that there's like 60 students with a crush on him. He's all freaked <laughs> out and feeling weird. <laughs> and uh, that was not bad. That was kind of cute. Yeah, I don't hate that. Yeah. I don't hate that. But again, that. it's not intrusive in their work life. It's not making them feel bad. It did not you know? make any extra work for that right. person to yeah. have to Teasing clean up somebody for being hot. Oh, poor <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> it's what we call one of them good problems. Right, exactly. So that kind of thing, yeah. It's uh, – do you think there's a psychological element to it? For people who want to be pranked, it's like a – Look, people care enough about me to do something. I think that's part of it, that if there's like a gang of pranksters at some workplace, then once they get pranked on, they feel like they're in. Right. And yeah, but that's a weird mentality. It's like why I didn't ever join a frat. Like, I'm not going to fucking, you know, eat a goldfish and lick my buddy's ass. That's a great metaphor. I, I associate it with like minds of the frat 
frat caliber. Kind of. Yeah. It's absolutely. It's I mean, can we all just be adults here? It is work. Nobody wants to be there. Yeah. To try to create this <laughs> false narrative that we're all in it together and we can prank each other because uh this isn't fucking the Battle of the Bulge <laughs> in World War II where we have to like you know right. constantly remind each other that, that the Jerry's are coming over the line this is fucking work go if you want to go out for a beer afterwards and tell me hypothetically what you would like to prank with people I'll go have that fucking conversation sure but ah it just <laughs> I I, uh, I can't listen I think it's just good we don't work in an office I think maybe one day we should fucking talk about office work or we should just say fuck that I don't like, yeah, but oh, I, mean, I could not live with office culture, office behavior. Well, I don't think either one of us would know enough about it to have a, a conversation about it. We would That's need what I'm a, saying. We would need, like, a guest or something. <laughs> right. What's it like sitting at a desk all day? Yeah, what's it like getting paid, you know, really well based on do, your... Do you have a work wife? Yeah. What, what's that like? Uh, interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's things people say, right? Yeah. yeah. We really need to do an episode on dumb shit people say at work. <laughs> To make their days interesting. A wor- yeah, that's what it really is. That's a work wife and prank. They're just trying to live. Well, I guess we're too too busy with our very important work yeah. that we've got to do. You I, guess, know? No, I mean, I have nine work sluts, but <laughs> just call some of them my work that's wife. That's another HR problem. Um, <laughs> they need no, to I'm talk just, to you about I'm just that. pranking the HR guy. Oh, I see. I just okay. I go to him every week and I tell him about all these sexual harassment cases. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, it's it's my prank. Hilarious. Hilarious, right? <laughs> but that's right there. If you got uncomfortable, listener, that's how I feel every prank ever. Yeah. That's how I feel. Fuck off. Well, no more pranks. Please, no more. This is that one at the end of Real Genius where they fill the guy's house full of popcorn. Never seen Real Genius. Oh, it's a solid, solid movie. Val Kilmer. I knew really Val terrific. Kilmer was in it. Who's the, uh, who's the second lead in Real Genius? Is it? Uh, I would oh, no, I'm not thinking say of there is a second lead. Yeah, like there's a you know secondary character, but I, I get War Games, nothing. Hackers, and Real Genius all mixed up. For Real Genius reason. is at a college, and uh, it's all college. It's like a college comedy for nerds. Oh. Sounds like something I would actually like. Yeah, no, I like Val I, Kilmer too. You, you know? would enjoy the heck out of that little movie. Yeah, very nice. William Atherton's the bad guy. He's the bad guy in Die Hard. Not the bad guy in Die Hard. He's the uh, um, the new the uh, TV reporter Dick. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the the EPA inspector in Ghostbusters. Right, right. Richard Peck. Yes, right. <laughs> this man has no dick. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best lines in comedy That's comedy right. history. Uh, any last thoughts on either of these topics, Paul? I have such social anxiety that someone might one day prank me at work. No, I don't get it. And then, you know? yeah, what would you do? I, you just... Fucking go to my boss. Be like, <laughs> this is unprofessional. I have social anxiety. I have to deal with these people now. What am I going to do? Yeah. Sue them. Yeah. If you want advice, people, every day I'm different. Right now, I'm telling you, sue your coworkers <laughs> when they prank you. They'll love you for it. Or just because, you know, yeah, if they call... Cause. They say you're my work husband and sue the fuck out of them. That's just annoying. That would be sweet. You would definitely have a case, too. That's sexual harassment. I'm being harassed. I am not married to this woman. Right. Um, Paul, why don't you tell people where they can find us? Head over to Twitter and uh, hit up at EDID Podcast or find us on Facebook at Every Day I'm Different. Thanks, guys. For Paul Patrick, I'm Van Kelly. This has been Every Day I'm Different. Have a good one. See ya. See ya.